0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening Whatever time you are listening to this, I would like to thank you for listening This is the Leon West Sports Podcast Show And, uh, you know, quickly before I get started I wanted to point something out that happened to me I let a few of my professors listen to, or they listen to a, uh, my, my podcast A couple of them and watched a few videos And they said I was too opinionated And, uh, I, 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 it is about my opinion. That's what this is all about. But at the same time, I want to give you my opinion based more upon facts as opposed to just giving you opinions. So I'm trying to work on that. So if you see something here, um, be sure to let me know all critiques are good critiques now. So I will say this as a sports analyst, you can't be in this business without having a passion for sports. And with that, Uh, Most analysts have a rooting interest. I am no different. I have a rooting interest. A lot of people like to call it a biased, uh, right? So every time I'm in an argument concerning anything with mainly Ohio State and LeBron James, those are the two things that I hear the most with. Instead of listening to my facts, I listen to them, um, but instead of listening to my facts, they'll try to win their argument by saying, man, you're so biased. Um, But in my opinion... And again, this is opinion, but in my opinion, if, if you can't prove something factually, right? So you cannot factually prove that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James, or you cannot factually prove that Alabama will beat Ohio State by 50 if they play today. That's the type of arguments that I get into. You cannot factually prove that those things are true. So when you're debating about it, it's you debating your opinion versus me debating my opinion, right? And no bias. This is how the conversation will go. I think Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. You say, I I say, I think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. You're like, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm like, so are you. And we end the conversation. Nothing else is said. If we continue to go back and forth, giving our opinions, you're trying to make the opposite person's opinion change. You're trying to change their opinion, right? Or you're debating telling them why your opinion is better than their opinion. That's a bias towards your opinion. I mean, I feel like I'm right in that, in that sense. If you're debating and we can't prove it, there's no facts to prove such and such is better than such and such, then it's all opinion based. So neither one of us can be wrong. And if we're going back and forth, then all we're doing is showing bias to our, our opinion. And so that's what happened over the weekend, the college football playoff committee or Sunday. Yeah. Over the weekend, the college football playoff committee released their top four, number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson. And those two were easy. Number three was Ohio State. Number four was Washington. Now, most of the people that I've conversated with cite that Penn State should be in over Ohio State because Penn State won the head-to-head and they won their conference. And they point to the committee saying that the committee said these are the things that should matter. The committee said this. The committee been telling us that. So, a lot of people have been saying if you or the people that I've debated this with have been saying... If you don't let Penn State in, in and they beat Ohio State and won the conference and it's the best conference and they're the conference champ of the best conference they should be in. If you don't let them in, you devalue the conference championship. That's not what the committee is saying at all. And that is not what is happening. <clears throat> what is happening is the committee has told us that conference championships matter. They also told us the strength of schedule matter, head-to-head competition matters and comparative outcomes of common opponents matters as well. They try not to incentivize for the score of those common opponents, but they told us those things matter, uh, uh, a, including a multitude of other things that matter. But what they're saying is there's a a lot of things that go into it, right? Not not one single thing outweighs the other. There's a there's like I said there's a plethora of things that goes into it, and there's a lot of metrics and things that they look at. What they're saying is all of them matter a little bit. All of them matter in the grand scheme, but not one thing stands out now. Here's what I here's here's exactly what it says from the committee's, uh, you know, press release that they gave us when they decided to form the committee. It says when the circumstances at the margins indicate that teams are comparable, then the following criteria must be considered. That's conference championships, strength of schedule, head to head and common opponents. That is if they are comparable. Ohio State was 11 and one. Penn State was 10 and two. And everybody likes to say, but they beat them. Okay, but they're eleven and one, and they're ten and two. In any other sport, I'll even give you NFL a prime example. This season, right now, the AFC West, the Oakland Raiders are ten and two, and the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and three. But the Kansas City Chiefs are three and zero oh in the division, and Oakland Raiders are two and one. What that is saying is, Oakland is still number one. So what what they're saying is, if there is a tie, that is what the tiebreaker would be. So, if they finish the season 12 and 4, Kansas City and Oakland, and Kansas City goes 5 and 1 in the division, Oakland goes 4 and 2, Kansas City gets the nod by way of their divisional record. So, in every other sport, that's how it works. In this case, it's different. Even though Ohio State was 11 and 1, they didn't get the nod because Penn State had the same record in the conference, but not the same overall record. And when you look at what the committee is saying, they're looking at the overall body of work, so we can't just take conference record in the conference into play. What did they do in the non-conference? And you look at Penn State losing to a five-loss Pittsburgh team, Ohio State beat Oklahoma on the road, and then you look at Penn State again losing to Michigan, which was a common opponent that Ohio State beat and Penn State lost to by 39. So if they would have both lost, then if it's 10-2, and 10-2, then clearly Penn State deserves it. But it's 11-1, 10-2, and Penn State had a 39-point loss and a loss to a 5-loss team. Everybody keeps pointing out, again, I'm sorry with the everybody, the people that I've talked to about this who are anti-Ohio State keep pointing out um, that they barely beat Michigan State while Penn State beat them by 5 touchdowns. And again, the same thing happened with Michigan. Michigan beat them by 5 touchdowns, Ohio State beat them. And here's the problem everybody is excluding that fact. They're excluding the Pittsburgh loss for Penn state because they beat Ohio state, but they're quick to bring up that Ohio state beat Michigan by Michigan state by one point. How can you exclude losing to Pittsburgh? How can you exclude the 39 point loss, but you're going to bring up a close win for Ohio state. A win is a win. I understand when we talk about these top tier teams, we want them to beat everybody by four touchdowns, but as a, as a, as a, as a, Football realist, as a college football realist, as a as a realist in sports in general, you know every game will not be a blowout, regardless of how great you are. It rarely happens where a team just runs through their schedule and beats everybody by forty five or fifty points. It rarely happens. Heck, even Alabama, they're number one by a landslide, and they had a close game this year to an Ole Miss team who had six losses. We're not bringing that up. So my my point, the point is, is close. Close wins are going to happen. If you win, you win. 11-1 is better than 10-2 every day of the week. Now they do have the conference championship. They do have the head-to-head. Comparative opponents. Michigan was their top comparative opponent. There were six in the nation. They were top five all season long. Penn State lost by 39. Ohio State won. Um, Although it was a controversial decision, Ohio State won that football game. So comparative common opponents, Ohio State has them in that regard as well. Strength of schedule, Ohio State has them in that in that as well. So it's it's 2-2, right? So they said championships one, strength of schedule, head-to-head, and comparative outcome opponents. I will give the comparative outcome opponents or common opponents to Ohio State. I will give the strength of schedule to Ohio State. Both those things are fact. The head-to-head and championship ones goes to Penn State. So they're tied. It's 2-2. How would you break the tie? You got to look at overall record and Ohio State was 11-1, or had one loss, and Penn State had two. That's simply what it boiled down to, and that's exactly why Washington got in as well, because the same thing. They both got championships won, strength of schedule was in Penn State's favor. They didn't have head-to-head, and they didn't have common opponents. But when you look at the tiebreaker, the tiebreaker is clearly, if it's, if it's, uh, <clears throat> if it's 1-1, or they're pretty much tied, you look at the tiebreaker, which is wins, and Washington went twelve and one. Penn State went went eleven and two, or one loss to two loss. and that's the biggest thing. I, I think people are neglecting that fact because they want conference championships to mean everything. And here's a, a scenario I gave people that were saying that. So I was I said if Virginia Tech would have won, Florida would have beaten Alabama. Um, you would have had Penn State, and then let's just say Colorado won, just to just to make it. So you you would have you would have said even. With the way Clemson looked all year, shaky at times, but they looked very good all year, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, even as good as those teams looked, if Penn State, Colorado, Virginia Tech, and Florida won their conference games, those are the four teams you think should be in. A three-loss Virginia Tech team, a four-loss Florida team, two-loss Colorado and Penn State team, both of which uh, Colorado lost to USC. And Penn State lost to Michigan by 39. Those are the four teams you would have wanted in above Michigan, Alabama, just because of conference championships. And then they were like, well, that's different. That's not different. What you're telling me is you want the conference champs in regardless. So Virginia Tech and Florida, had they won, obviously this is all hypothetical, but had they won, that's who you have wanted in. Every year, if we got a three or four lost conference champ who just so happened to play a good game, you know, go eight and four and and win their win their division and then they win the conference. That's the team you want in over let's say an undefeated Alabama who just so happened to slip up in one game. Or an undefeated, let's say Ohio State were to lose to an eight and four Wisconsin two or three years down the road. You would want Wisconsin or or two four loss teams in a playoff because they won their conference. I I I caution on the side of looking at the entire resume. And a lot of people are like, well if if that's the case, then you shouldn't have any complaints in 2011. If you go back to 2011, I didn't have any complaints whatsoever. Strictly because that was the down year for Ohio State. I didn't care what happened. Clearly that year, and this I'm talking about the uh, the Clemson. I'm sorry, the Alabama and the the Crimson Tide is why I said Crimson. But anyway, uh, the Alabama LSU game, the rematch, that was a nine to six game in the regular season. That game could have gone either way at any moment. One turnover, pick six, whatever. That changes everything. So that game was 9-6. to And clearly we saw that those two teams were the two best teams in the country. They got to play. The BCS was one of those systems that kind of uh, wouldn't let that happen. That same thing happened with Ohio State-Michigan. They looked like they were the two best teams. Obviously losing, both of them losing their bowl games. Uh, Something different could be said for that. But we didn't know that at the time. On paper, they were one and two. They played one of the best games in history. And you would think that that was a year everybody was clamoring for a rematch, clamoring for a rematch. And then Florida wins the SEC and ultimately goes in and beat Ohio State 41 14. But like I said, in 2011, we clearly saw that those two were the two best teams. And Alabama, who lost the regular season matchup, won 21 0. So I, conference championships matter, but they shouldn't be the the number one thing. Like everybody wants to to make conference championships that oh you win your conference you're automatically in. And I don't think that should be because we we'll, this year last year we haven't had it yet. But there will be a time where there's a 9 and 3 or 3 or 4 loss conference champion and nobody's going to want that 3 or 4 loss conference champion in there. You know, what if their quarterback got injured and they just so happened to play. Like there's a lot of things that goes into a 3 or 4 loss team. And I don't want a three or four loss team getting a nod just because they won their conference championship game. They went four and four in their division, but the rest of the division sucked and they won a head-to-head tiebreaker and then ended up winning their conference championship game. I don't think somebody should be rewarded with a playoff spot simply because of that. I think you got to take all things into account. And uh, and and that's my take on it. So the playoffs are set nonetheless. Um, Alabama playing Washington, Clemson playing Ohio State. You got a. You got the potential for a Clemson Alabama championship rematch. You got the potential for Ohio State Alabama two years ago uh, playoff rematch, a semifinal, but it'll be in the championship if happens a rematch for that. My question is, I'm, I don't, I want, I don't want to disrespect Washington, but this is kind of going to come off it that way. What would move the needle more, like the ratings wise, is it Clemson playing Bama with the rematch, and or Ohio State playing Alabama, um, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, and. How I look at it is if you got Urban Meyer with three national championships, Nick Saban with five, Nick Saban's five and no in championship games, Urban Meyer's three and no. For me, that, obviously it's not a tiebreaker, but that's they're two and two against each other. SEC championships, one regular season, and then the Sugar Bowl last year, they're two and two against each other. That breaks their head to head tie. That either puts Urban Meyer one step closer to matching. Nick Saban getting right there or putting Nick Saban in a league of his own with six with Bear Bryant Uh, I think that's the more intriguing matchup I think because we've seen that Urban and Nick they play each other well they know how to they know how to manage their teams well they play each other so much better as far as like the X's and O's I do however think Clemson versus Alabama is the better matchup we've seen Alabama having trouble Year in and year out, when Alabama loses, it's because they're playing a mobile quarterback who's capable of running and also get, getting the ball down the field. And Deshaun Watson is just that. Ohio State just does not have the outside weapons for that man-to-man coverage that Alabama's going to play. And with that, Alabama has one of the best pass rushes, if not the best, but I'm going to say the best pass rush in the nation. So if your receivers can't get open, which Ohio State in every single game they've had trouble with this year is because the receivers weren't getting open and JT Barrett was sacked a multitude of times six against Penn State uh, eight against Michigan uh, six against Wisconsin six against Michigan State the games they struggled in is because they weren't getting open he had to hold on to the ball too long so I think Clemson and Alabama will be the best matchup but I think the move in the needle more Ohio State Alabama just two traditional powers um with uh a a large fan bases. And I think that Urban Meyer versus Nick Saban is just a narrative that any college football fan, obviously you get tired of hearing about these two. Um, And and unless you're Ohio state and Alabama fan, you would probably hate the coverage because it'll be strictly urban versus Nick Ohio state versus Bama. You're just tired of hearing about it. I get it. And, uh, but as far as moving the needle, I think that gets you 40 million viewers easily. It's on a Monday night. There's really nothing to do that night. I think that gets you 40 million viewers easily. And I think that will move the needle more. So one more thing I want to touch on as well is, so every single year, right, there's a team that, you know, stands out. And just taking a look at the NFL, uh, 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 Oakland, uh, I can't really say Dallas, but we'll really, we'll just, we'll just stick on the side of Oakland or Washington in college football. Right. And, and everybody wants to talk about bandwagon fans. Here's my thing. It reminds me of a joke Kevin Hart made in one of his standups. I think it was his first or second standup. Regardless, right? So he's saying his dad goes into a fight. His dad loses the fight. Right? What is that? An octopus? He's like, nah. It's just you and him, dad. <laughs> so Kevin Hart makes a joke that his dad loses the fight. And after the fight, his dad is like, "Are you good?" And Kevin Hart is like, "Well, I don't. I don't think that's your line, dad. I think the winners. The winners say that." That's the winner's line Right So with bandwagon fans It's always Where do all these Washington fans come from Where do all these Oakland fans come from In baseball Where do all these Indians fans come from And I I go back to the joke Because when your team Is losing You need to shut up You don't say anything If your team is losing Right Because if we're talking Super Bowl And just say Seattle versus New England Anybody else talking Pittsburgh is saying Well New England sucks Then you lose to New England Or a Browns fan saying, well, New England sucks. Like, you're a Browns fan. Like, stay out. This is not your conversation. So, for me, it's not necessarily that everybody's bandwagon fans. It's just when your team sucks, you don't say anything. And when they win, you say everything. That's just the way it works. I'm not saying this on your team. I'm not saying don't represent your team. But what I'm saying is, is we're having a conversation about championships. And you're a Browns fan. You don't have room to talk. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you don't have much room to say much of anything at all, you can't say anything, you don't have any championships, so you shut up, so when you are winning, that's when you are, you can enter the conversation, and that's why it looks like every time somebody's good, we think, oh, man, where did the fans come, and I've been guilty of this in the past, but we look at them, and we're like, oh, man, where what what are all these such-and-such such fans come from, whatever the winning team is, whatever where did all these fans come from, it's, it's not their line, they're losing, they don't have a line, they don't have a say, they don't say anything, right? So with bandwagon fans, I'm kinda um I just I had to say that because like I said, I've seen a lot of people saying it, where do Washington fans come from or where these Oakland fans come from? They just weren't saying anything because they were losing. You don't talk much when you're losing, because all you're gonna say, if I'm talking as a loser, I'm a Browns fan. If I talk a bunch about the Browns, you're gonna say, Man, y'all suck. And we're gonna end, you're gonna end the conversation. So that's what happens. When you suck, you don't say anything. When you when you don't suck, you say everything. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles, man. And so, and, and, and lastly with the bandwagon, if, if a bandwagon fan messes up the way, if you know you're a 100% Alabama fan and you know you're a diehard, right? If you're a diehard, if somebody else is affecting the way you watch your team, then you are the problem, not them. I don't give a damn. I'm a Ohio State fan and we're playing, if we play Washington for the national championship and every Washington fan in America or everybody, I wouldn't care who you're cheering for. That's going to make it sweeter when we beat y'all. I don't care who you're cheering for that's not gonna stop me from cheering for my team because you decided to switch last minute or you were a such-and-such such fan last year and switched over I don't I don't care who you're cheering for I don't care so for me bandwagoning is something that's it's a term that's overused I don't like it uh like I said I was one of those guys recently I was one of those guys who would say something about bandwagon fans but You know, I thought about it. I'm like, you just don't, when you're losing, you don't say nothing. That's just the way it works. You don't lose a fight and get up talking trash. You just don't. I mean, you can, but to me, that's not, that's not smart. I don't know the way you guys feel about it, but so long story short, I'll, 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 I'll wrap today's podcast up uh, very quickly tomorrow. Once the NFL week is officially done, I will do my NFL weekly wrap up. um, So be on the lookout for that basketball season will start to transition to my forefront and I'll talk NBA because Russell Westbrook is absolutely tearing it up. I can't believe I didn't mention him, but I will here in the future. Um, so just be on the lookout. Like I said, uh, whatever time you listen to this, I like thank you for listening. Go like the Facebook page, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and uh, I'm trying to you know improve. So anything you see that I am doing wrong, anything that you're hearing that you don't like, if I was still biased throughout this podcast, let me know. I know it was This one was pretty short, two or three topics, but I was able to uh, to talk about it for quite some time. So um, I will have my take on the bowls. There'll be a long story short. There's a lot more coming. This is just something I had to do, something I wanted to get out there to you guys before the news. You know, I need to be continue to be more current, and I want to get something out there while the news was fresh on your mind. So I will in the future have my prediction the Alabama West uh, Washington game. The Ohio State-Clemson game, Michigan-Florida State, so on and so forth. A lot more to come. Like I said, NBA talk once the NFL season wraps up, or not NFL season, NFL week wraps up. Tomorrow night, I will have something for you, or tonight, I will have something for you tomorrow morning, and that'll be Tuesday. So be on the lookout. Once again, thank you for listening. This is the Leon West Sports Podcast. I'm out. It's never been about hating. We just know we better. We better. And if you doubt then show me better You gon' have to show me We show in the me. building like we never left Never And we been looking We found a squad that's better yet yeah. no. 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 no We got the best squad in the building